expectations. Hello and welcome back everyone to another, I guess this is episode 8 now of uh, Friends and Low Expectations. Uh, I guess you could call this the Ocho. Uh, you guys, uh, we're, we're excited to be back. It was a, a kind of a up and down week in, in terms of low expectations, in terms of the league. Um, but you know how we do things here on Friends and Low Expectations. We keep things uh, definitely on the up and up. And I'm excited to be back. Um, you guys know who I am. I am the commish. It's Friday, Friday. <laughs> Hit him with a new one. Love it. <laughs> Man, that takes me back to like... You got one too. Now I'm so, ready to say, now I'm scared. So to in, in high school, I had a teacher when that song came out. He played that song every Friday for the entire year. Did he look and at you the whole time? I was, I think I'm traumatized from it. It's like PTSD. You say? He probably like locked eyes with Sam and like pointed at him. No, like he, 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 he called me out every time. Like, his head, like yeah, it's your song. How about it? was awful. Uh, Sam likes this song. Don't just Sam. The, my hand is a dolphin. I, I think the Liam Neeson, the weekend is just the more acceptable way of doing it now. Uh, Daniel Craig is Daniel Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm stupid. <laughs> well, um, we're gonna we're gonna omit that part from the show. So excuse that. Um, as always, I'm joined with uh, our co-hostess with the mostest, Keith. Yes, we drank beer, uh, my friends and I. The boys and girls, yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. I. <laughs> oh my god, I am I am just elated that you found that. Oh, then, we need to get we need to we need to make automatic our theme song now. Chad, <laughs> I've been I'm on the hunt for automatic. I haven't found it yet. When I find it, you better believe it's popping in. Athletic all girls schools automatic. And speaking speaking of sound bites, we've got our super producer Philly on the ones and twos per use. Uh, I was so he does, I was I was too busy coming finding y'all's enough time. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't have anything me. nothing good for you. Um, and we have a we're back off an off week. We had obviously a an off week for us. Uh, no guests. Um, we're back. We have a, a a new guest with us this week. He's been uh, dying to come on the show to prove that he's an upstanding human being now uh which is uh, i'm gonna press x for doubt um <laughs> but we do have uh our our friend with the loosest gooch in the entire low expectations league uh mo i'm the trash man <laughs> howdy howdy all i'm happy to be part of the show i'm a, a man of god i have found redemption in his light and i am here to show that i am a worthy candidate to date anyone's sister in this league how, how many wow. hail marys did you have to do to become a man of god how do you say the hail mary <laughs> oh, that answers that question <laughs> exactly zero exactly yeah, zero. That means, uh, none so i'm gonna go ahead and again press x for doubt on uh if he's a man of god but mo uh we're excited to have you here we've been uh we've been really excited to have you on uh, you're a funny guy so i think we're gonna have some some really good content and score this week uh good bad or indifferent but um we are say, on... this is one i've been looking for ever since uh carl's episode because carl yeah. just the entire time shitting on mo and uh honestly just poor scheduling on our part to wait you know this long after carl's appearance to, really... to have mo on here yeah. we really should have go ahead 
gonna say, especially after such a rough week for me. Um, uh, I gotta say, my spirits are are down right now in fantasy. We really should have had Mo on after Carl disrespected his mother. That, that, for, that for, for those for those who don't follow the league closely, maybe if we have some visitors outside of uh, of low expectations, um, great news. Mo was just adopted by our very own super producer Philly. <laughs> 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 after <laughs> we, have, we have quite the family tree growing here i think uh that makes sam, me that Philly's, makes me sam adopted philly philly has now adopted mo so i'm mo's grandfather is that something uh, like that if i'm following the family tree properly but then or, yeah who did i feel like i'm no i don't i don't ever I don't, since uh i think austin i think austin i think i'm austin's son i think i got adopted by austin after what he did to me on his wedding weekend um that is very pg reference uh it was nothing weird uh, if anyone's <laughs> concerned about that i know katie listens to the show it was it's not weird so um it was it was a little is austin weird. my is austin my grandpa <laughs> technically yeah <laughs> i'll say ever since oh, no. uh, <laughs> ever since coach mode has uh, abandoned his fatherly duties uh, i'm excited to have a new poppy in my life <laughs> Well, we've been talking a lot about <laughs> Mo being Philly's son, so I, I guess we should probably get to the reason why, right, Keith? I mean, well, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, of course. We'll, um, <clears throat> oh, you know what? I just realized you were trying to set us up for the two-minute drill, and that just went completely over my head. So <laughs> we call this the two-minute speed adoption. <laughs> I was I was just about to tell the whole story of the weekend. I'm like, oh, no, that was probably a setup minute drill. Oh man, uh, we're just been it's been a day. Um, <clears throat> yes, the two minute drill, that favorite thing that we do. Oh man, what are we looking at? Looking at looking at looking at proven to six and two here today. These and, are some uh, beefy not, recaps. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Uh, I don't think I made it easy for us this week. I think I got a little bit verbose in my uh, in my recaps. But um, th- this is this is where we test ourselves. This is the week, gentlemen. This is the week we figure out whether or not uh, we're a true a true contender or uh, or the Buffalo Bills. I know. I thought you'd. I thought you'd have less right because you weren't shitting on me this week because I finally got back in the win column. <laughs> Oh, no, I figured out. I figured out other ways to replace content. So I'm excited to see the professionals I work here. My first time experience it uh, firsthand. Oh, this is magic, baby. So <laughs> you strap yourself in over there. Go ahead and get yourself a fresh pair of trousers for when we're finished. This was a welcome to. Or this was cribs. This would be where the magic happens. <laughs> Alrighty, I have my. Uh, I have my timer ready. You guys ready to do this? I'm going to give it a good go. (laughs) I knew that sound bite was so long that I knew I'd have enough to take a bite of my burrito before. And I cut it off early too. Just to. But you missed out on the dance party. That's the, that's the piece you missed. You missed some good shimmying. Anyway, now let's get us started. Rolling into the two-minute drill, looking to improve six and two on the season. Let's do this. I'm starting us off. Three, two, one. We kick off this week with the Fighting House Plants versus Shark in the Water in a match with two of the hottest teams in the league. This one certainly lived up to the hype. 
Shark in the Water got solid performances from Christian McCaffrey, Hunter Renfro, and Cooper Cup nearly won in the game on Monday Night Football, but fell just short as the house plants got excellent outings from Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, and a surprise, really monstrous game from Daryl Williams. The Fighting Houseplants extends their win streak to six over Chark in the Water, 138-131. Formerly known as Head Cow versus Ride the Bus, formerly known as Head Cow was able to keep it just close enough to give himself an outside chance thanks to solid games from Zeke, Elliott, and Justin Jefferson. However, needing a monster game from Kittle on Monday Night Football uh, falls short. Ride the Bus gets back to his winning ways, powered by Dak Prescott and the Dallas defense. Ride the Bus over, formerly known as Head Cow, 133-121. The Gooches lose versus Dalvin and Hobbs. This one never really felt within reach for the loose Gooches. Let down performances by nearly their entire roster, highlighted by DK Metcalf being ejected with only five points, meant this one was over really before it started. Dalvin and Hobbs got monster outings from Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, while the surprise late start of Ramondre Stevenson paid off big to get them back in the win column. Dalvin and Hobbs wins big, 153-195. Keith Chief versus Rice to beat you in what ended up being a surprisingly entertaining matchup. Despite the low score, Keith Chief is snake bitten with a bad case of the underperformances. The Keith Chief trade of Gibson to ride the bus comes back to haunt them as Gibson turns in a good powering, a good game powering them along with Hunter Henry to the win. The Rice to beat you edges out Keith Chief 109-99. Bad Mother Tucker versus Adon please with both teams needing a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Bad Mother Tucker sees solid outings from Mark Andrews and an excellent performance by Mark Ingram as Halvin Kamara's handcuffed. Zidane, please, may be haunted for losing faith in Patrick Mahomes as he turns in a QB1 gem on the bench in addition to the Pats' defense, which could have given them enough for the win. Bad Mother Tucker gets the win over Zidane, please. 119-82. And gentlemen, oh my goodness. Philly, were you keeping your timer up? Because I, I, need, I need folks to see this. It's reversed. That is 159.91. Whammy! That's how magic is made, ladies and gentlemen. This this right here, this was a championship caliber performance. I am just absolutely proud of this one, boys. Um, I think we are on we are on the right track. Well, perfect. Woo! The next Baby! perfect. The next segment doesn't involve me too much because I can go change my trousers now, as uh, I was told earlier. Because I drip in right now. <laughs> Gonna need a new pair of britches for that one, son. Oh. I, I feel real little, good about that. I was one, a little please. nervous. I had some, I had some slip ups there, and I was like, "Oh, that might come back to bite us." But no, we were, you know, you know, <clears throat> championship teams put in championship performances, and I think this is like the third week in a row. I don't know if I do this to myself on purpose, but like, I think I'd always write the first one as the longest one because I look down after I go first, and I'm always at like thirty to thirty-five seconds, and I look down this one, I was at thirty-one, and I'm like, man. This is not good. <laughs> no, no, you got to call me Justin the Jet Jefferson because I really got to turn it on there. <laughs> Ooh. Now Philly has to go change his trousers for an LSU reference. <laughs> and a Vikings reference. <laughs> it's a twofer. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, and he's rocking both right now. Purple and gold gang hard. <laughs> Gee golly. There's something just about purple and gold teams that really gets Philly going. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. All right. Well, thinking about things that get people going, uh, let's talk about some some tinkering with some some rosters, some waiver ads, some potential drops. Uh, we have two pretty good ones on on both ends. One kind of predictable, one kind of out of left field. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and kick us started. The first one is probably the it 
one of, if not the widest name in the NFL. We have Dan Arnold. Um, he's the, obviously a tight end uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as we all know by now, tight ends are a premium in a 10-man league. Uh, Chark in the water uh, especially knows that by now. And Philly knows that, but his team is good enough. He doesn't even need one. But uh, if he did, I'd be recommending that he looks Dan Arnold's way. Uh, in his past five games, he put up double digits in four of them. He's also had 24 targets in the past three games. So T-Law is looking his way consistently in a very inconsistent passing attack. I expect him to keep up his productivity and get be a great streaming or a low TN1, uh, TE1 option moving forward. So if you're in need of a tight end, uh, Dan Arnold's definitely a guy who looks like he's going to be continuing to produce at least double digits, if not close to that, with purely the the the, the target volume that he's getting. Yeah, I definitely like that one. Um, and for as much uh, for as much shit as I keep getting for tight ends, I mean, you know, Austin literally lost his matchup this week because his tight end got him zero. No one could have predicted, you know, Mike Jacecki getting a, a hot zero, but uh, literally that was the difference in a. Uh, in uh, him extending his win streak to six versus uh, ending Fern's win streak. So definitely like this pick, obviously very on brand tight ends, but uh, it's a solid one for you. Thank you. I'm still going to send it. So talk to me about, talk to me about your, he's, he's a handcuff for sure. Oh, um, yeah. I, I want to hear more. This one, this one is, is certainly an obvious one. Um, and will probably be the hottest name on the waivers. Probably going to go. Um, to whoever has the first overall waiver claim, but uh, AJ Dillon here. Um, I, and, and I looked into the I researched this a little bit more um, after the Aaron Jones injury, but he was already having a pretty solid sneaky, decent season um, backing up Aaron Jones. Um, and really the injury to Aaron Jones means Dylan immediately shoots up to really close to RB1 levels, but I'm going to say firmly RB2, RB3 levels. Um, Jones with a high ankle sprain expected to miss about two weeks. Um, of course, of course, I get a duty call. This sounds like a uh, crisis at the University of Denver campus, but you know what? We're going to keep this show rolling. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about A.J. Dillon. And actually, before I want to go on a little bit of a tangent, I really like the usage of sneaky, decent season. I think I'm going to start referring that to as SDS. I think that's kind of cool. Joe, this could be a potential award for you to add to your awards if you ever decide to do them again, uh, since we're on a like a three-week cold streak. Um, but yeah, no, A.J. Dillon has really been having a good year so far. Um, he's been running the ball a little bit more. He's been getting at least his volume share is up on touches that he's been getting, um, which I think is obviously a good sign for him. Um, and it's definitely going to continue up with him being down. Um, he's only getting about 30 to 40% of the snaps. Um, but on games like the past three games, he's gotten pretty much almost at least 10 touches a game. And he's been the one that they've been going to more for on the ground game. Um, so I think AJ Dillon, he's, He's definitely got the potential. He's a big boy, six foot, two forty-seven. He can really run the ball hard downhill. Um, but he's definitely going to be someone that's going to be hot on the waivers this week. Yeah, when so, I was looking at Ramondre Stevenson um, this past week, it was him and AJ Dillon that were kind of the the two that I was looking to fill that gap. Um, yeah. I went with with Ramondre just because he was going to be the the 
the clear cut number one. Yeah. Um, and I felt pretty, pretty confident about his ability to put up points. But you know, AJ Dillon was having an STS, like you said. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look back at his at his snap share, especially for sharing a backfield with one of the best backs in the league, it was looking good. And with you know, the the role he was taking was a lot of check down. Yeah. Um, you know, check down passes from the quarterback and you know, Rogers is the guy that loves to do a check down pass. He, he, I mean, he can thread the needle. He can throw the ball deep, but he also, you know, will check the ball down quite a bit. So um, I think, you know, I think there's some concern about his role in the offense with Rogers coming back, but I think it's pretty clear cut now that with, especially with, um, with the injury that he's, he's going to be the, the number one there for probably, probably say two to three weeks. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's right. And I think that's, that's a really fair assessment. Um, Look for, I mean, look for AJ Dillon to be a guy in this league for a while, but definitely in the yeah. next few weeks. Talk to me, talk to me about uh, what we have for the first drop, um, Philly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Corlin Sutton, um, you know, he looked to make that leap into wide receiver one. Broncos had a pretty decent stretch without Jerry Judy. Uh, he had a couple of games where he had some flashes of brilliance. Uh, turns out they were more just flashes in the pan. Uh, Tim Patrick. Has uh, really popped off the past couple of weeks. Jerry Judy is back, um, and it's cut into Sutton's production as well. Um, you know, and they also have Noah Fant, who's a who's a pretty strong red zone target, um, a sure-handed tight end. Uh, tight ends are a premium in a ten-man league, uh, but if you have a good tight end on your team, <laughs> uh, keepers back as you can tell. If you have a tight end on your team, you got a couple good receivers already. There's only so many ways places you can throw the ball, and also the man throwing the ball is Teddy Bridgewater. So that really is going to limit Sutton's performance down the, down the stretch. And it's probably a place where you could cut a little bit of slack and maybe find someone on the waivers to fill that spot for you. Anything you else mentioned, you, want to add? Uh, you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater here and I saw, I don't know if you all saw. Oh my gosh. You're talking about the, the, when he's going to go and miss, he avoids the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he gave up on the tackle on the Darius Slay fumble recovery, I saw on Twitter, somebody said Teddy B and the B is for business decision. <laughs> and I just, I just thought that was excellent. But, but, I mean, but hey, the exact opposite. The nearly had like career ending lower leg injury. So. But yeah. I, and as, as a Vikings fan, we love Teddy. I still have, a, I still have Teddy Bridgewater jersey in my closet. Um, so I've got nothing but love for him. Uh, but he's just, as a Vikings fan, he's not going to be the guy that's going to spread the ball out to, you know, four viable targets. Uh, on the complete opposite end of Teddy Bridgewater giving up on that tackle, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. laid out that defender on that, that first pick last night. I don't know if you saw it. The, the very first pick that Stafford threw yeah. it was right near, the, right near the end zone, and OBJ just laid him out. What a hit. Tough, tough scenes. And I think also with Teddy, uh, I feel like Paul's a similar thing with, I think, the same way I look at the Bears' offense. I just don't have any faith in him to – really do anything extravagant, especially with Jerry Judy back in lineup. Um, you know, he didn't throw much this week. I don't know if the Eagles necessarily exposed him this week. I think everyone's known this truth for him, but I don't expect his numbers to really go up any further, especially for Cortland Sutton in general. No. I'm, I have a, I actually have another wide receiver to talk about. Um, this guy has been cooling on uh, charking the water, Austin's bench for a hot minute. Um, but the Colts fans love T.Y. Hilton. He's a fan favorite here in Indy. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. This is his 10th year in the league, and Father Time really, really hasn't been kind to this veteran. Um, his season has been derailed by injuries uh, when it was like a – he was coming back from like a 
year back injury at the beginning of the season. Then he had a quad injury, then a concussion. Uh, so he he's only played three games this year. And but he's he combined for a measly seven catches on fourteen targets. He's barely eclipsed hundred receiving yards and only playing in three games this season. Well, I can understand holding on to a veteran, hoping he returns to his form. There are some decent replacements. I'd I'd say more than decent replacements on the waiver wire that Shark in the Water could look to for wide receiver depth. So like I said, I don't I can, you know, you can I can see the allure of having T.Y. Hilton because he's been a explosive wide receiver in the past but i really don't think it's his year um unfortunately and i could really easily either see him well he'll probably be leaving the colts after this year or even retiring so yeah i think (laughs) i think i think when you when you hang on to a guy like ty hilton he's you're hanging on to him for for name and not necessarily reality like i think back to like when uh, when Reggie Wayne left the Colts and joined, you know, the Patriots, like the production just wasn't there when he first got there. And like, you know, I know a couple of the leagues that I was in, somebody held on to him for weeks and it was just like, Brady's not looking his way, man. Like I get it. Reggie Wayne's, you know, a future hall of famer, but you got to let him go when he, when it's just not there. So. Yep. Especially when that offense has Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, just difficult to see why you would put the ball in Hilton's hands when you have those other playmakers. When they have a younger guy like Zach Pascal, who's been who's been kind of SDS uh, for for the Colts this year as well, he's been uh, really producing uh, as well. So like Ty just really doesn't fit into the offense anymore, and it's kind of like it's a bummer because I like Ghost; he's a heck of a receiver, but you know sometimes it's time to move on and. I think uh, Fuck us. I think the Colts know that. I think I'm pretty sure Austin knows that, but uh, that's not for us to decide. But um, that gets us to kind of the real reason that we're here, the reason for the season. I don't know if we have a soundbite for the Groovy Tony Jadakiss guest picker of the week. Uh, you know, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. We need to get my favorite line from Jada Kiss's verse in Groovy Tony. And he says, uh, three man weave with the Lord and the devil, all that needs a pitchfork and a shovel. And oh that that's what we need to introduce our Jada Kiss, Groovy Tony Jada Kiss guest picker. So we'll get that for next week and it'll happen. But for now, we are we're, we're welcoming Mo. Man, it's like we said at the beginning, it's great to have you here. Um you know, this is one we've been waiting on. And again, we, we owe you and the rest of the league an apology for making you wait so long after Carl very publicly uh, flamed you a couple of weeks back. He did disrespect my mother, I will say. Um, nice. as well, which... <laughs> Carl did disrespect my mother in a very aggressive manner, but I've forgiven him and he has put me on my place. So his uh, shit talking is validated, I will say, as much as uh, it pains me to say. Um, I'm happy to be here, though. Uh, I've been a big fan of this league. It's been a great time participating, even though I've been a bottom feeder for the most of my time in this league so far. Uh, but I think it's a great um, point to uplift us uh, terrible voices in the, in the league. <laughs> that 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 statement there, that comment of like you've enjoyed yourself in this league, that actually leads me like perfectly leads me into my first question, which is um, you've been a part of the league now. This is your second season. Um, what's been your favorite part about being in, in low expectations? Yeah. Um, to think about, it, I think it's for me, not knowing a lot of the guys in the league, just besides a few that I've 
lived with uh, with uh, Sam and Austin and getting to know you people and uh, Keith. I mean, the first time I got to meet you, we had a lot of fun. Uh, I remember that was uh, my first Degenerate Saturday in Indy, and I look back on it fondly. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun just getting to know some of the guys in the league and very, very welcome in the league overall. I like how we can just um, jump in conversations in the league randomly, just shoot the show with each other. Really enjoyed that. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, especially, um, you know, with COVID and stuff and same point, just getting to learn about y'all. Um, and I've really been really appreciative so far of the production value you've been putting on the side to really enhance this league with, you know, the weekly awards, uh, three weeks missing at this point, but I am not going to be too mad about it. Um, no, the coaches polls and whatnot, just being a lot of ways to participate in the league and just make it a league. I look forward to compared to my other leagues as well. Well, that's that's the goal. So, when's the last time you've had hot diarrhea? Um, that was probably like last week. To be <laughs> honest, I had a really nasty burrito that did me a number. <laughs> well, I mean, this speaking of things that aren't nasty, um, you obviously won the waffle. I I don't know if you can win the waffle bowl, but you, you definitely end up with that title. Uh, good, bad, or different. Um, and again, you could be there yourself this year um so for for some of the people who are uh sitting at the bottom of the league myself included um what advice do you have for any waffle ball hopefuls who are potentially going to be spending a good amount of time at waffle house well yeah i think first of all my first advice is please lose me i cannot go back <laughs> i just do not have any desire to go back definitely one of the uh i don't want to say the worst experience of my life but you know it's definitely down there um but on top of that i think it's um you know i uh, i would love to see joe participate in this personally just because i know that means i'm not in it this year um for strategies waffle house like i have said before uh the magic number is eight eight waffles would typically make any normal human being puke and i like to think i have a stronger stomach than most and i i'm built just in an unorthodox manner um but I really suggest like if there's some sort of way that you can drive up hunger, uh, if I live in a state where I could have potentially solicited something that would have uh, enabled my hunger more so, um, like uh, I'm not gonna say it all on this podcast, but that would have been very helpful for me in my experience. And I was considering that, I was considering breaking a long tea break I've had to uh, uh, participate just to help with that. Um, yeah, I think it's important to build a good relationship with the kitchen. I built that with Roach. I still have a special relationship with him. Haven't seen him since. Don't plan on it. But if I do end up there again, I know I have my boy who's there ready with the spatula, uh, ready with the the griddle. And I, I'm excited if I ever have to participate in that uh, in the sense that I really have more time to question myself. I think that gives you a lot of time to figure out the poor decisions you made in your life to end up here. Um, it really is an epiphany of some sort, I would say. I uh I <clears throat> waffles. I want twelve. I want twelve of them. I obviously do not want to see uh I don't I sir I don't want to see you go back for a second time. I think it would be hilarious if you did. But uh if you were to find yourself at Waffle House again, you and Roach have to do a jersey swap. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly would make a lot of sense. And no, like going back swap swap an apron for a t-shirt. Like, you got to do a jersey swap. Game recognized yeah. game at that point, dude. More or less, especially. And, um, you know, I think last year I just – I thought I was in the clear that it wouldn't be last place. And, you know, I did my math wrong, and I was one game off, which was really unfortunate. This year it's a little uh, 
disheartening that I'm actively <laughs> trying this year and I'm still in the potential in the Waffle House again. So uh, I encourage people to always try new experiences and thus I hope I am not last with that being said. Oh. Um, well, Sam, I'll, we both have two kind of like, I don't know, off questions. They're similar. Um, in the interest of time, let's just pick one. If you feel strongly about yours, I'll defer to you. Well, um, I, I think Mo would have a good answer for mine. So I'm, I'm let's interested to hear what he has to say. So obviously your soundbite was always sunny related. Um, and I, I could potentially see where you're going to go with this. But what always sunny in Philadelphia character do you most relate to on a spiritual level and why? Yeah, okay. Um so my chapter actually gave me an award for this uh, Gamma Bro chapter down at UC San Diego. And with that, uh, my award was which person is the best uh, depiction of both Charlie Kelly and Frank Reynolds at the same time. So I would say I'm like a hard like mix of both Charlie and Frank in terms of, you know, <laughs> my aspirations to do good, but not knowing much to do about anything. I, my English has been always questionable at best. So I think there has always been a, I think Sam has multiple times said I potentially illiterate, uh, which makes a lot of sense for Charlie. And then Frank, you know, I have that uh, ambitions and gumption to want to always do fun stuff with my friends, even if no one's down. Um, so I think the Frank and Charlie mix is just a really great uh, reality for me, especially with uh, previous love life and whatnot. Charlie makes a lot of sense with my background. Uh, whereas Frank is just a crazy bastard and although i'm reformed you know i can see that tendency coming back uh but right now i'm kind of looking at the frank approach of uh oblongamblagio of the fine art critic where everything is uh art and uh every at this point my experiences are derivative god <laughs> damn it charlie <laughs> and i feel like sam has said that to me more often than not just except charlie you say mo <laughs> yeah, well, that checks out that that math adds up um but let's get to the the real reason of the season uh the real reason we brought you here is we wanted to get some of your takes uh your hot takes your cold takes and um everything in between to talk through some of these matchups uh first up talk to me what you have with uh keith chief versus the fighting houseplants yeah, definitely. So I'm excited to see this matchup. I think this potentially is game of the week, especially seeing the score prediction right now. I think they're both very neck and neck at this point. Um, but I do really see the Flying House plants continuing their success. Uh, Keith, you know, you're projected for a line of 26, but these last two weeks, you have not hit the mark nearly at all. Um, I know previously before that, you were hitting high points, so it could have been bye weeks. Um, but the same could be said there for the uh, aggressive Fighty Pensettas. Uh, that they have been able to produce regardless of bye weeks. So um, it's really hard to destroy momentum. So I think we're seeing an uh, unstoppable object versus a very movable object recently. So I give the edge to the fighting house puns this one. I know Manthony uh, is going to make me proud. Give me a hell yeah! And uh, kind of hard to argue with that one. I, uh, my team just regularly, regularly says... Oh, you're projected for the most points in the league? How about I give you a crisp 64? Um, you know, so, yeah, hard to argue there. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe this is the league. Uh, this is the week I pop off, but probably not. Well, not to be impolite, but. 
Well, tell me, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, a matchup that probably won't be close, but, you know, we're, we want we want to prop our fellas up and uh, make them feel like they all got a shot. Uh, Rice to beat you versus ride the bus here. Rice to beat you, um, oddly enough, back in the playoff mix somehow, uh, you know, with along with two other teams at four and six. So talk to me about this one. Definitely. So with this one, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Gino. He's doing well. But at the same point, I also need him to kind of keep losing to be in this Waffle Bowl because Waffle I feel like I can compete against him. Um, with that being said, though, I think this matchup really lines up really well for uh, Coral, as much as I hate to say it, my, the one who has been very aggressive to me towards the league. Um, you know, just seeing some of the matchups he has, like with Dak going against Casey, who's had a very weak secondary this whole year. Um, he has strong matchups against the Chargers. Um, if Kamara plays, that'll be a good matchup against the Eagles as well. Sometimes they struggle with the run at points. Um, overall, they're just points across the board I can see for Coral and especially I think Tom Brady's gonna have a revenge game against the Giants so Mike Evans I expect to put up some a decent amount of points this week so I gotta get the edge to Carl in here I think he wins by at least 20 in this game Philly, uh, a hot can, we, take. <laughs> Philly can we get uh, can we get a, a couple uh, a couple dingers here Oh my god! I've hit I literally have hit the Coral button ten times and I was not sharing my audio unbelievable I, so, perfect timing too i mean comedic timing and full effect oh you hate to see it Coral! <laughs> gotta be a new a new record it's gotta be like weird 31 minutes i played a like. coral at the very beginning randomly for no reason we hit five minutes and i just felt like we needed one this explains why our, our podcast has been very bland yeah no female listeners this is it right here no corals no, we haven't had any. We haven't had any cat sightings yet. So um, I'm looking. I also had keep. a. I also had a beautiful one for keeper, but nothing. You know, not to be impolite, but well, we did get that one. We got yeah. that one. We yeah, did no. get that one. So you must have muted yourself after that. I don't know. At some point. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's talk about this next matchup. Uh, let's talk about this next matchup. Uh, Bad Mother Tucker versus formerly known as Head Cow. All right, for this one, um, you know, I really think, despite the prediction where it says that Head Cow should win this game, or formerly known as Head Cow, but I think Bad Mother Tucker does pull this win off. Um, reason being is Head Cow has a tendency for his players to underperform at the wrong times, and the wrong times have been this whole year. Um, you know, with that being said, on paper, Head Cow should get the win, but I just don't see how he, I just fail to see how he doesn't get screwed as per usual. Um, I could see this being a very close matchup. Uh, he tends to lose those very close games, so I can see Bad Mother Tucker pulling off the win with about plus five, I'd say, in here. Uh, I expect some sneaky games. I think Mark Ingram, if Kamara doesn't play, can have a pretty decent game against the Eagles especially, and um, there's some good matches across the board. I do question if Thielen will be able to produce against Green Bay with their strong defense, but you know, I think he's ripe for a breakout game at some point this season. Well, It is Friday, two. my dudes. He's had at least one breakout game. I'm, I'm just... Uh, I've got uh, I've got this big mother effer on the the Chargers who can't seem to catch a ball right now. So, um, and he's on the trade block, I believe, for you now. Yes, yeah. If you can put some words into to good old uh, Mike Williams, that'd be that'd be greatly appreciated. Thoughts and prayers. Um, but was yeah. well, my 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 usual strategy of shit talking a player to make it perform better hasn't uh, 
hasn't really worked the last couple of weeks for AJ Brown. He's pulled no. off. Uh, no. So you, you want to swap? You want to swap AJ Brown for Mike Williams? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. I'll say <laughs> uh, if you again, this is just a. Uh, as a as the put my commissioner hat on not my commission hat. um this is the trade deadline week so joe if you're trying to trade you know aaron Rodgers for like a 16th round pick let me know you know so we can we can make some moves um oh. who do we got next keith oh we uh up next dalvin and hobbs and zadon please this one uh you know you know zadon please again one of those four and six teams looking to stay in the mix here uh, what are your thoughts here? Um, this one, uh, I think uh, Joe England should wax uh, Zidane Please pretty handily this game. Uh, Zidane Please is having some roster issues, it seems, where you know might not have a kicker this week unless he picks one up off the waivers. Uh, doesn't have anyone on the defense currently, but I'm sure with the Patriots against Atlanta, that should be a pretty fair matchup for him. So I think there is potential for Zidane Please to get some good performances, but um, if Dalvin Hobbs continues his long streak from last week that I fondly have in my memory right now, uh, I don't see how Zidane please can win this game. And I think he's in a bit of a down streak. So this one, I predict Dalvin Hobbs winning by about 15 or so, um, as much as it pains me to say it, because I never like to admit someone winning again after beating me so badly. Um, yeah, I want to see Zidane win, but at the same point, this is another person that I feel comfortable with facing the waffle bowl uh sweepstakes if need be yeah i was gonna say the the roster composition is kind of sus and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the show um yeah i was gonna say philly philly really took it to heart when i uh, beat him by 100 points and so uh you know he's made sure that he's on a on a revenge tour uh thankfully i'm not on Your that balls tour. Tongue, you tit fucker. Thankfully, I'm not on that tour yet. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Philly's definitely taking names and bodies at this point. Yes, absolutely. And that takes us to our last matchup, you versus Shark in the Water. Um, talk to me about what you got here. Well, Jeez. <laughs> there's a – illogically, I'll win by four points. That There's really no rhyme or reason or strategy behind this. I just really need to win right now. There, I just need God to show me the light as I've been a uh, God-fearing person and a child of God recently that I need him to give me this victory one way or another. Um, my team has really underperformed these past couple weeks, and I really need that one breakout performance. Matt Stafford has looked like a dumpster fire these past few weeks, which has been very infuriating. Um, you know, this DK Metcalf trade in hindsight is not looking great with, you know, be, being ejected, hasn't performed, had a bye week that screwed me over in a sense. Uh, but I think this is, you know, what we look for, the exciting parts of the league, the upset. I think I can pull off the upset. Uh, like I said, not really rhyme and reason to it. I just really hope I can pull it off. Uh, that's what my heart is saying, even though my head tells me otherwise. <laughs> Thank you, God. If you're looking to trade, Two underperforming wide receivers. I'm, I'd happily swap you, Mike Williams. At this point, something <clears throat> might work. And the trade deadline, I believe, is the end of this week, right? It is. Commissioner hat back on. The trade deadline against gentlemen is this week. So uh, if you're trying to make a, a, a poor trade and get vetoed, Joe, um, get I'm still going to say that. No, but in, in, all, in all honesty, you have to get those done because uh, I don't know. Kiefer is always looking to make a deal. So uh, oh, if, I, if the price is right. Alrighty then. Speaking of trades, I once again have to thank everyone in the audience one more time for vetoing my trade. 
uh, for DK Metcalf, for Robert Woods, and uh, James Conner, because that would have uh, been poor, despite how that might have helped me this week. Um, you know, it's Robert Woods. It was uh, definitely a, a, good, a fortunate movement for me for that. So I do thank you all for being the reasonable crowd here. Well, we all know the rules, and when it comes to trades with Joe, so. Yeah, you just, you got lucky that it was a trade with Joe. If it had been with anybody else, we'd have probably, we'd have probably approved it. Yeah, honestly, and honestly, it wasn't, it was, it was more so we just like, it's like the, the SpongeBob meme, like how many times I have to teach you this lesson, old man? Like, that's how we are with Joe at this point. Like, he wonders why he's got one win and he keeps just making these trades. It's a, it's an RIP in peace for him. So he's not going to win. Keith, he might beat you for, uh, what was the award? Like, trend. Transaction man of the year. Transaction know. specialist. Yeah, he might take. I mean, time. he's made a lot of transactions. Uh, <laughs> are they paying off? I would say my transactions have paid off for the most part. So I I'll say transaction specialist. Though I think that's the key word here: specialist. Not necessarily saying good or bad, just uh, a proficiency at it or a lack yeah. of. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, having hella transactions is great. I mean. That'll get you in the conversation, but if they're not good transactions, then you're not really a specialist. You're just a transaction. <laughs> just a credit card being swiped. The art of the deal. No. Oh. oh, speaking of transaction specialists, that kind of leads us nicely into the, the next thing that you get to do. Uh, again, since uh, we haven't, we've been on a drought on a cold streak. Uh, it's kind of like no nut November, but it's no awards November. Um, let's talk about awards that you have picked and uh, let's see if they come true. So talk to me what you got first. All right. So for the, for this upcoming week, I think the game of the week still will be Keith versus the fighting house uh, poinsettias. Um, I think this should be a close game, but uh, you know, I'm thinking a very close margin of victory here, but I think this should be an exciting game to watch. I think this is probably the closest we have in prediction score lines and, I think this should be a relatively high scoring affair. Keith's team lives up to their potential this week. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this this is the the matchup that on paper looks the best, anyways. Um, two teams that can pop off at any time. Uh, if Keith's team wants to, they'll they'll go off. Um, if not, then Fern could very well go off too. Um, it'll be interesting. <gasps> It'll be interesting to see what happens with Atlanta because Cordero Patterson did pick up a, um, a lower body injury. So depending on if he plays, I think I saw that he was limited in the, the walkthrough that they had today. He was limited, or I guess it was a practice day. He was limited. So um, that's going to be something to keep an eye on because if he can't go, then Fern might be in trouble. Not that he doesn't, because he doesn't have great depth at running back. Um, Brandon Bolden. I don't trust AP. He has Daryl Williams, but uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is supposed to be back this week. So that, you know. I was, I was, I was going to throw that out there. My projection is a little bit off right now because I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire in my starting lineup because Henderson is on a bye this week. But uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire doesn't yet have uh, points at the moment. So, yeah. um, you know, so right now it's sitting at 128, 126, but. You know, I'd imagine Clyde, Clyde edwards Alaire's projection is probably going to come in somewhere between, you know, 10 and 13 maybe. So 
should be a fairly considerable favorite once that's updated. But, um, you know, who knows? Some roster tinkering might happen if, if CEH isn't cleared, then I'm going to be in real trouble here because I just don't like Jordan Howard against the Saints, but that's really my only other option. Well, and, that, and so the thing with Jordan Howard, too, is that uh, I'm looking at Mo's roster, uh, Miles Sanders very well could be activated back this week from the IR as well. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I, I have no idea what's going on in the, the mind of Nick Sirianni, um, but like Miles Sanders could very well get 10 touches. Jordan Howard could get 10 touches. Um, Boston Scott could get 10 touches and Kenneth Gainwell could get 10 touches. So it, the Eagles run offense uh, makes no sense to me, especially after miles went down we all thought Kenneth Gainwell was going to be the guy. Um, and then they bring up Jordan Howard from the practice squad and, you know, so all hell breaks. Sometimes may be good. Sometimes may be shit. As an Eagles fan, I'm really appreciating uh, the run the damn ball strategy. It's actually working and I'm finally appreciate Sirianni's finally recognizing the, the workhorses we have in the backfield. Yeah. Mighty Mouse 2.0. So, yeah. No, like I said, this is going to be an interesting matchup, and I think it's all going to be dependent on what the injury reports say uh, going this week, and especially because the um, Falcons and the Patriots play on Thursday night. So, uh, if Fern waits a little too long, it could spell trouble. Definitely, definitely. I mean, the good news for that is, though, like, he should he should be able to catch it in time if if Patterson uh, isn't able to play, you know. But to your to, to your credit, you pointed out like what does he have uh, without Patterson? Which this is what we talked about um, a couple of weeks back on the uh, on the the trade suggestions. He doesn't have a about, true wide receiver too. He doesn't have a true running back too. We talked he's about depth. On, he's been relying on Patterson and his ability yeah. to flop between both. So. Well, he's not, he, and he's also not doing himself any favors by winning games, right? He's not going to be very high up on the waiver wire. So, you know, he's going to get the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the picks that are going to be off the board first. So it, yeah. it's going to be, it's, and then if you don't get someone on the waiver wires in time, and, or if someone drops someone and you have to wait the, the day or two to whatever to claim them, then you're, there goes that Thursday play. So yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, it's almost the perfect storm. Um, so, We'll see. I'm excited uh, one way or another. Like I said, I need need all the help I can get. But let's talk about uh, – your. you have another award that you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah. So the next one I got was uh, Player of the Week. And this week, um, I think it's two different quarterbacks. that um, One's been on a hot streak after his uh, weird performance two weeks ago with Dak Prescott against KC. I think KC, their defense has been very suspect, as we can all agree on. And I can see the Cowboys – having a big week, high scoring week, especially if uh, Casey's offense replicates what they did against the Raiders. This could be a high scoring affair and high scoring affairs typically mean um, high scoring quarterbacks for both sides. So I could see Dak potentially scoring a lot of this game to either keep uh, the Cowboys in the game or to help them run away with the game. So I think that could work really well, or even potentially my second choice was Tom Brady against the Giants. Uh, Brady, we all know, has a tendency for revenge games after a poor performance, and he had a very bad game against um, the Washington football team. So I could expect them against the Giants, who've had a weak secondary, to really come alive and uh, blow apart the New York Giants football team. Um, unfortunately, Mel, uh, the, the title of the award is Player of the Week, not Player. So I need you to, to lock in one. 
I've always struggled with commitment in my life, but I guess uh, <laughs> that, that much is obvious. So with that being said, I think I'm going to go with Dak as a safer bet here. Okay. Mm. He's locking in a Cowboys player. That's uh, another that's, one. It's kind of a sin of being an Eagles fan, but um, you know, interesting. I, I, I personally, I find that one interesting because uh, I, th- I think the Kansas city defense has been much improved in the last couple weeks. So Especially last week, Holy crap. Um, Monday night. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I think if you had to pick one, I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but if I'm, if you're asking me, do I like Dak versus the chiefs or do I like Brady versus the giants? It's a, that's a pretty easy one for me, but, um, but I think of the chiefs who they play like, you know, uh, Jordan love and, uh, car and the Raiders have just been having distraction over distraction this week. So I think he's the Chiefs have benefited from two teams that were not having ideal uh, setups at quarterback, especially. They've have shifted Surprise, their they have shifted their defensive line so that Chris Jones is playing from the inside rather than the outside, and that's really paid off for them. Um, so they are getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, I'm interested to see how the the Cowboys respond to that, um, just because you know, like we said, the the, the Chiefs have been up and down all year. So it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be an interesting game. Two high-powered offenses. If uh, if the Cowboys can get pressure on uh, and contain uh, Mahomes, then it'll be one way or another. But um, we'll see. I don't know. I, I like I think pick. player of the week is between two people. It's between Mahomes and Jamar Chase. Those are my two picks. That'd be really great if somebody asked you, Philly. I asked me. <laughs> okay. Oh, it is player. Player. <laughs> okay. Jamar Chase. It's mm. fair. All right. Cool. And the last award prediction you have for us, my friend. Yeah. Last uh, award I uh, award I have. This might be a bit of a shot in the dark here, but upside of the week, I have myself. I think I can. If my team lives up to their um, what they should be on paper, I think that we have a really solid chance of making a good game against uh shark in the water and you know it would really make me feel a lot better inside if i was able to pull up this upset and uh i'm feeling good you know i think we had to go through struggles before we can see victory and that i think that's the cycle going through right now so um it's gonna take a lot for my team in general and a little bit on shark in the water more so losing this game to me than winning um but you know that's what i'm hoping for at this point i feel pretty good about this i just don't know how realistic it is but you know i i gotta side myself you know if i'm not on my own court then who is i'm still gonna send it i love i love the machismo just you know saying listen i i got this i'm going for it um <clears throat> i'm pulling for you I'm, I'm i'm on i'm on i'm team gooch here these are some bold takes some the hottest of takes that's the reason we brought you on my guy to to really tell us what we're missing. So I'm I'm interested to see. I don't know. Um I I'm looking at some of these. I don't know. There there's not a ton. I think I think you're right. I think that potentially could be the upset of the week. Wow, you're projected for seventy seven points right now? What in the world? Oh, it's because you haven't updated your roster. Killing me. Strategy. Strategy. Yeah, well, Joe even... Joe Joe showed this against uh Carl and I got it, it nearly worked for Joe. You know, I mean, I'm kind of you're, banking you're on Miles Sanders coming back at this point because of the Aaron Jones injury. Um, I would personally live in a world where I could put Debo Samuel at running back because he did play running back quite a bit this past week. 
Uh, if I could put Debo running back, that would solve a lot of my problems because I feel like I'm leaving a couple receivers on the bench that have done decent this year with uh, Sanders and um, Emmanuel Sanders and Jerry Judy. But obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was just say, you've uh, talked to me about the nickname that you added for Aaron Jones. It looks like uh, that, that came in this week. Yeah, I came in this week to add a little spice to my matchup with Dalvin and Hobbs. Uh, you know, with the news coming out of Dalvin Cook, uh, potentially either being the abuser or abusing the situation. We're still siphoning, uh, figuring that out based on the allegations that have been presented. Um, so I thought, you know, inspiring my team with uh, some shit talking would have worked. And um, yeah, we saw the result of that. So um, the, the trick is to talk shit about your own players. That that's that's the key. Talk shit about your guys, not not their guys. But has that worked for you this year at this point? It worked once. So, <laughs> well, frankly, uh, with uh, three wins to my name, not much has worked. So I had to try different strategies. <laughs> and you know, we're, we're still we're going back to the lab. We love to see it. And let's speaking of, uh, I don't know. Actually, that's probably a really bad intro. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your favorite place, Mo Waffle House. And we're going to talk about the Waffle Watch coming up. Billy, hit me with my intro. In the morning, I'm making waffles. Because waffles are better than pancakes. Waffles are better than pancakes. Waffles are better than pancakes. We must have waffles. This might be my favorite that you've... That that was I like that one. That one was good. I, I really love the uh, like Avenged Sevenfold themed uh, Tim the Tapman waffles are better than pancakes. We didn't even <laughs> we didn't even do my my, my pre favorite, which was he's a world famous waffle son that shows some respect. I, I just I think I think the <laughs> I think the punk rock uh, <laughs> the the punk rock Tim the Tapman is much better. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm just happy we don't live in a world where Bobby Boucher prefers uh, waffles over uh, pancakes over waffles, similar to his water over uh, Gatorade, because uh, we we'd be seeing some uh, concussions in this no, no, uh, no. chat. You'd be seeing some concussions. <laughs> I've had three in my life already, so I'm just built. I'm built for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm built different. <laughs> I'm assembled in an unorthodox manner. I. Uh... I have to I have to take off after this. Unfortunately, I have to cut out early. I have to go pick up my animals before uh, before our vet closes here in a few minutes. So I want I want to get my my licks off uh, before I, I part ways and uh, let the group split spread their wings without me. So uh, this is going to be tough for me to to listen and not not hear my own voice. But I'm I'm confident that uh, Commission the Philster can 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 land this plane. But uh, yeah, my pick, obviously, there's, there's just no reason not to pick him at this point. Uh, Cup of Joe with your all-star. Um, you know, really, it's just the man's got nothing to lose, so he's trying everything. He really tried a uh, sneaky little pump fake and even offered to uh, let Carl set his roster. And um, I, think, I think we're all kind of thankful that he just didn't do that, but not that it would have made much of a difference anyway. But I mean... You know, going into this week, I, I don't know if Sam plans on doing any roster tinkering, but 
you know, at the moment projected to win by six points. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who shits the bed or who finds a way to, uh, to cost Joe the game. But, um, you know, at this point, at this point, I would, I think it would just be wildly impressive to see if he can just only win one game. I think, I think only winning one game in fantasy football with just the randomness each week of who scores and who doesn't is, is nearly as impressive as, you know, only losing one game. So um, that's my pick. Cup of Joe with your all-star. With that, fellas, I got to let you go. Mo, it's been a pleasure. It's been great having you on. Good time chatting with you as always. And uh, oh, this is this is a real sad moment for me. So if you love something, gonna, you have to let it go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go before I cry. We drank beer, uh, my friends and I, the boys and girls. Yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. We- I do I do like beer, and it is automatic. Thank you for having me on here, Keith. It's always nice seeing you as well. Uh, you know, let's let's hope for some good ones this week, and uh, yeah, we're excited to see you soon, my guy. All right, boys, love y'all. Love you, buddy. Land this plane. We're gonna look like <clears> that. What's Are that? we gonna crash the plane? What's that? What's that guy? They made a movie about him. Tom Hanks lands the plane. Sully. Sully. Yeah, we're Sully, Sully. Now, boys. Yeah, we're about to Sully the shit out of this thing. We're not gonna. We're not gonna land it, but. It's it's uh, it's like a. I mean, we crazy. might land it. It might be in the Hudson, but we're it's gonna control, land it. It's a controlled crash. It's a controlled yeah, yeah. crash. I mean, but what is really any landing? Isn't all landings right. controlled crashes? It's, yeah, as long as we don't go Leonard Skinner, we're fine. No, oh, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> take a page from uh, Dennis Reynolds's playbook. It's a amphibious uh, land vehicle, but it's a amphibious flying vehicle this time. Okay, it's gonna be okay. like a. It's gonna be like we're going from Charlotte to L.A. Plane has to get diverted in Dallas because an unruly passenger. That passenger has happens to be Mo. So oh, okay. Mo refused to put on his mask. Could and not I, be me. Could not be me. Could not be you. All right. Well, <laughs> let me let me talk about mine. Um, Mo, did you did you have one or did you want us to talk about that one? Um I I could talk for myself. All right. Cool. So the one I have is Zidane, please take me to Waffle House. I said Zidane please is in shambles and is begging to go to the Waffle Bowl at this point. Poor roster management cost him the game this week, and things only look bleaker moving forward. Dearness Johnson will return to the bench, kind of like Andy discarding uh, uh, Woody because he doesn't want to play with him anymore. With Nick Chubb back, uh, he'll, he'll most likely be back from the COVID list. Um, Russell Gage had a whopping zero catches on three targets and likely can't be trusted moving forward, uh, seeing the, the Falcons' offense is kind of a, a mess as well. And then with the lack of depth on his bench, he'll need to make a few uh, make a sacrifice to the fantasy gods and hope the waivers are kind to him this week in order to have any sort of chance of, you know, pulling out anything uh, moving forward. And he doesn't have a easy matchup as well. Um, so things like I said, things look very bleak uh, in the Zidane please uh, front office. Definitely, I, I agree with that take, and I, I think if it comes down to the Waffle Bowl playoffs, I think. This is a uh, a team that could very well lose to Joe uh, if it comes down to it. And fortunately, we have to see uh, Fred uh, be a Waffle House. And, you know, I don't wish that ill will against anyone, especially someone I don't know very well. Um, but, you know, I don't know what you can do this roster at this point to salvage it at this point. I mean, unless you're trading, trading off the best pieces for, you know, anything at this point, it's, it's tough. So, like I said, I – it doesn't give me confidence looking at his roster. Um, and like I said, 
Joe's team is, is pretty well assembled. Um, we talk a lot of shit about Joe, but he does have a pretty decently assembled team. Um, and he just happens to play the wrong team each week yeah. and loses by a few points, but he would very easily have won uh, quite a bit of matchups this week. So, And, and most, most weeks too, he's getting what you want from the position. Like, yeah. Kittle didn't have a monster week, but he got 16 points. That's what you want out of a tight end. Oh, I think he he probably hit his projections, but I mean, when you got Karen Rogers underperforming, you got you know, it, it's just one or two players that underperform that cost him the game every week. And it's mm-hmm. not like I said, it's not not a lot, but if you're missing projections by a two or three points every week, it's going to add up, and that's 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 what we're getting to, unfortunately for Joe. Um, I mean, the past two weeks, he's lost by combined, let's see, he lost by 12 this week. Week nine, he lost by eight points. The week before that, uh, well, that, that Chief Keep went off. But, uh, you know, so like I said, they're close games. Um, but again, if the, the fantasy gods aren't smiling down on you, it's hard to, it's hard to stay confident, um, hard to be positive about that. So... Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah. And last but not least, Mo, if you'd like to do some self-deprecation, now would be the time. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I've alluded to it already quite a bit in this podcast, and I think I've already talked about it a couple times in the league, but um, I have to firmly put myself in the Waffle Bowl hunt at this point. Um, you know, so with that being Mo to Waffle Boogaloo, um, you know, it's, it's a disappointing reality for myself. I think there's some things that just didn't work my, my way uh, throughout for a good part of the season. I felt like I was already like middle of the pack for power rankings and projections and just underperformances, injuries, um, just haven't been able to catch a break these past couple weeks, which has been really unfortunate. Um, I started off with the running back war chest and now I'm down to two running backs essentially. And, you know, with Miles Sanders, who's been on the IR Chubb getting uh, COVID this past week, just nothing's working on in that sense. So I went from having what six running backs at one point to now down to essentially one functioning one, uh, which is just a cruel, uh, a cruel uh, hand of fate there. But you know, uh, I'm hopeful with some of the things I can do to help my team. But with how my underperformance has gone, Stafford looking very much in Detroit form. Not sure what I can really do to change it, except for find my team to live up to expectations. With that being said, I don't know whether trades I can make. I think on paper, my team healthy can compete with anyone, but that's just simply not been the case for at least the past four or five weeks now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of questioning some of the Dalton Schultz really hasn't. That, that tied... a... Go ahead. I would say, yeah, that tight end move, like I was really just needing a, a strong tight end after Goddard was, you know, hurt, not living up to expectations at some points. And Schultz, now that I've had him, he's been next to useless for me too, which, you know, could have not predicted, but there is a lot of weapons in that Cowboys offense. So I should have seen that, but it was definitely a move of desperation and just has not worked out in that sense. So I'm um, not sure what else I can do to do this, but, you know, looking at trading Joe Mixon away earlier this season, that could have been helpful for me to ke- keep him at this point. Uh, Henderson has been somewhat co- at least consistent. Um, so that was another one that looking back, like, you know, I kept the running backs that made sense all the time. They were looking in good form. Miles Sanders has had a disappointing year because of uh, questionable play calling in the previous season. But now that the Eagles are running the ball, 
potentially I can see an increase in that, but they're doing a running back by committee setup, which has hurt Miles Sanders more than anything whenever he returns. Yeah, and keeping I don't I, I'm I'm kind of confused by the Lavisca Chano uh, keeping on your bench, um, but yeah, like I said, you're gonna have to make some moves, my friend. Uh, and Jeremy McNichols has obviously been a bust, and we talked about that in the past a uh, few weeks. Uh, I think that's, looking uh, at the looking at the playoff bracket, I know we had talked about um about about adding the segment. We haven't we mm-hmm. haven't done it, and um and we don't necessarily have to do it right now. But looking at the bracket now, the the four uh not making the playoffs currently are joe of course gino mo and fred um but looking at uh, most schedule there's two games left before the playoffs start and you have fern and then you have friday if you can beat both of them that would put you at a five and seven i believe a five uh yeah five and seven um, and if Sam drops another one, you'd have the head-to-head. So there's a chance you can still get out of toilet bowl conversation, uh, but you're going to basically get to win out in order for that to happen. I mean, more than anything, it would actually benefit me this week if Joe beats uh, Sam, because that would be actually huge yeah. for me and doesn't affect my standing if Joe loses, but Joe winning would significantly help my chances. I just yeah. have so. some – I think I think there's there's a lot of things that can go right for me, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong for me, Right. Um, I think the matchups that are presented these next two weeks for, for everyone in the, the hunt for that sixth playoff spot um, is very favorable for me, right? Um, Gino against uh, Carl, that's Carl's a juggernaut, uh, as, as, as much as it pains me to say it. That's a tough matchup. Uh, if Gino can pull it off, that'll be, like I said, good for him. Um, you have Chark in the water. Uh, Austin, again. He can has a really high powered team as well, so that works out nicely. And like I said, your team hasn't been performing, so like I said, the, the things are lining up really nicely for what I need to happen. But I need my team to show up as well in the process. So um, I think the matchups are there. Uh, Philly against Fred, that that should be a, a walk in the park. But you know, any given Sunday. So and then week twelve, um, like I said, everything again another good matchups. Gino against Austin. We've got, uh, and then you, uh, Fred against Joe. So, like I said, the, I, I like that matchup. I like that matchup for Joe, honestly. Um, and so it's going to come down to, come down to. Uh, so I don't think Joe can win out to make the playoffs at this point, right? Hmm? Uh, looking at the looking at the standings here, um, Joe would be three and nine. Um, so. The, currently in in the conversation are a four and six Gino, a four and six Fred, a three and seven Mo, and a one and nine Joe. Uh, so the best that Joe could finish would be three and nine. Um, and so if you lose out, that would tie you. Um, but I don't I don't see a way. Um, yeah, because the most he, most wins he, he would need four wins at the minimum to get out. Um, yeah. And so I, I think he's firmly cemented um, in the loser's bracket of the playoffs. So with that being said, I am a number one head cow fan now. Uh, I am number hoping head that head cow returns from his former glory to a uh, team currently known as head cow. I know we need to move on. I want to, um, we're just real quickly, since we've kind of alluded to it uh, in a case the boys haven't looked again, we have two weeks left in the season um, to kind of secure playoffs. The way it currently sits is Carl, has uh, ride the bus 
has a first round bye. Uh, so he'll skip weeks 13 and 14 and he'll play his first game. Uh, currently, as a way, the way it sits, with the winner of um, Cheese and Keith, he will play the winner of them in weeks 15 and 16. Um, I have a bye uh, for being the first in our division. Um, I would play the winner as it sits of Sam Friday and Fern. Um, now, again, there's two weeks left. So uh, most likely, Carl's buy is pretty secure. Um, my buy is technically still up for grabs. Uh, if I lose out and Sam uh, wins or Fred. out. Or Fred. Or, or Fred. Uh, either one of them went out. I think I had the head-to-head on Fred, so I think I would get over on Fred, but I don't have the head-to-head on Sam. So that's and what we be, said, boys. That'd be, a, that'd be a twist of the tail if I could yeah. pull off a number one seed. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, we have some superlatives to get into. Um, I'm going to read Keith's. Uh, Keith's superlative was most likely to not score 100 points the rest of the season. He he put himself, which is, uh, you know, I think that's a very fair uh, thing to to uh, award to give himself. So, um, you know, snaps to him for that. He did. I think he has scored under 100 points the past three weeks, though. Uh, past two yeah. weeks, past two weeks, eighty-three point five four in week nine and ninety-nine point nine two. And this is 10. his first. This is his first time not scoring less than a hundred points and winning. I'm pretty sure. The past um, two times that he's scored under a hundred points, he's won. I yeah, he so. beat he beat Cheese in week four uh, by five points, scored ninety-five points, and then uh, beat you beat Friday uh, in week nine. 83 points, 83 and a half to 78.6, and then lost this past week. So that's, by his, 10 yeah, points. that's his first one. Interesting. Some, some good, some good analytics Interesting. there. You can, in the words of Amazon AWS, stat that. <laughs> All right. Mine, um, the, the superlative that I have this week is most likely to read too much into the predictions. And I'm giving this to Zidane, please, or Fred. Um, his logic for starting Teddy Bridgewater was that the Eagles have the green sign next to them. So, um, <laughs> and I, I played him this week and I said, that's a bold move starting Teddy Bridgewater. Um, trying to be, you know, just a upstanding individual and try to help him out. Just trying to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to be, you know, well, I mean, in fairness to him, um, you know, that would have only added uh, 28 points, 27 points. By, I would have won by one point. Yeah. So um, he would have had to make one more change. I don't. Um, the the the, den- or the the Patriots defense would have put him over. Yeah. Yeah. Patriots defense. Uh, yeah. Well, he would have beat you. So a uh, couple changes need to be there. Yeah. But, uh, but ju- just replacing Mahomes himself would have helped. Business decisions all around. And last but not least, uh, Mo, talk to us about your award. Yep, so this wasn't really a superlative format, but I thought this just really made a lot of sense. It was most deserving. So my, mine for the week was uh, Coach Mo's uh, FSU award. Uh, FSU does not sound for Florida State University. Uh, in my dad's words, it is the fuck shit up award. Uh, so for the Coach Mo fuck shit up award, I had to give this to Dava and Hobbs for being my new daddy this week after this thrashing. Uh, it was not a pleasant experience, but like I said earlier in this podcast, I am happy to welcome my new poppy in my life. Captain Insano shows no mercy. I love you, son. Thanks, Dad. He's going to go up for cigarettes now and never come back. 
Or go to Cabo and not come back. <laughs> I'm come back with a... I, I gotta go get milk. We, we're out of milk. <laughs> it's just cheaper down the street, just farther down the street. And this leads us into my my favorite soundbite uh, for our last segment of the show. Mail time. Mail time. Shouts out wow. to the fellas for providing hella good questions this week. Great questions this week. We had some, yeah, we had some, some great, great questions. Would you, should we run through them? Yeah, I think, I mean, um, you know, Bo ended up getting the, the kind of final pick here. We had uh, pick, we had questions from Joe. Uh, hold on. We had questions from Joe. Coral! <laughs> uh, Austin, Mo, and Gino. Um, Joe, what is your all-time Thanksgiving meal lineup? Uh, you could pick one main with three sides. Uh, that was, I think, high on Mo's list until uh, we get a little bit farther down. Uh, Coral, are you able to move your Roth 401k to a Roth IRA without tax consequences? I don't know why he's asking us this. He knows the answer. Tell us. Just just put it in the chat. Give us like a – just spend an afternoon, text us, say you're doing work. It's fine. Uh, Mo uh, didn't pick his own question. But ask what is your top sad boy song? Uh, for the side note, Keith put "Stand" by Eminem, great sad boy song, and Mo put "Asleep" by the Smiths. Surprised and then Gino, uh, both great picks by the way. Uh, Gino asked, "What's more delicious, a good slice of Keith or a ribeye?" And I think we all know the answer to that, so we don't even need to we don't even need to go forward with that. So with all that said, Mo, what did you pick? Yeah, so uh, they're all great questions. Once again, I actually took my time to answer all of them on my own time because I thought there were some great uh, uh, ones to think on. Uh, for corals, I already said my answer in the podcast that I have. I subscribe to the retirement plan of putting all my money under my bed like Mr. Krabs. So <laughs> there is no way I could have answered that question without uh, sounding like an idiot. So uh, I plead the fifth on that one. Uh, <laughs> but with Austin's question was, uh, very nostalgic for me. It was, what is the coolest toy you've ever received as a child? I, even though it wasn't necessarily for Christmas, I kind of attributed this to Christmas a little bit since the holidays are coming up. Um, so for my answer for this one, I remember this had to be like 2002, 2003 Christmas, and that was when I got a Game Boy Advance. Uh, remember when I first got that, I was enamored with it. That was the coolest thing ever. I'm pretty sure I sat uh, next to the wall, plugged into it, keeping it charged up, playing the whole day. I even forgot what games I had at this point, but I think I was on there for three days straight playing it. Uh, I kept the thing handy with me up through almost all of high school. So, awesome. uh, no, yeah, I was I was thinking about mine too, and I almost said Game Boy Advance, and I saw that you'd put that uh, just because that was like my first game system. I got I got a white Game Boy Advance, and I had Pokemon blue when i used to play that religiously i even had the, the little attachment the adapter with the lights that oh yeah i, I would, did too i'd be under my covers you know playing pokemon and uh getting stuck in caves and you know all that good stuff so yeah. no, very very nostalgic for I, me I also almost went game console i my first uh well my first game console i remember i got a nintendo uh like an nes old school nes and it came with like uh like 75 games i couldn't even get through all of them and i had duck hunt that you would like shoot on at the wall and then i got a, i got an snes and then i got um all these for christmas i got a super nintendo and i love that but my first game boy was a game boy color it was green like a lime green uh with the um the see-through lime green mm. it was super hella dope 
Um, I missed that thing. I didn't have the cool light though, like you did. Yeah. Was, so yeah, that's, I was uh, that's, that's that's what I was going with. Um, I'll talk about. Go ahead. Size, there's strong advice for future. Those nostalgia games. If, if you have kids in the future, game systems, especially that that shaped a lot of our childhood. It sounds like so. Uh, great gift overall. <laughs> Ooh, Philly gonna flex. Um, so for mine, one of my traditions that that we do. Um, at least at least my mom has done uh, in my family is we do Lego sets uh, every year. Um, and so I would get, typically I'd get like the Lego Technic or it'd be like a model car. I've did I've done the, um, the space shuttle. I've done a few other ones, uh, but my favorite one I got and Philly's holding one up. I think mine is very similar. It might be a little bit bigger, but it's probably the same one, but as the Lego Millennium Falcon. And I think I was in high school for that too. And so, but it was just like one of my favorite ones that I've gotten to build. It took me, uh, I always would do it the same day or the next day. And I would just build it through no matter how long it takes. Um, it's not quite the, the $800 one that I'm aspire to get someday, but it, it's want, still one of those. I want that one so bad. There's some, like that's there's my some, first, when I have like all my debts paid off, that's like my first yeah. purchase. There's some, some really, really cool creator sets now. Um, really, yeah, really I, awesome ones. I put, um, I'm not getting it. I've asked for it. Colby, my wife, the first thing she said to me when I asked for it was hell no. Literally within two seconds of asking is the home alone, uh, oh, Lego, oh, oh. Lego, uh, ideas, um, Sick. set. It looks so dope. Do- it looks so dope. So the one I've added for my Christmas list this year, mom, if you're listening, um, is the, uh, the infinity gauntlet creator set, um, which is just sick. I mean, and there's a, a really cool like attachment. I don't know if you'll call it attachment, but an addition one, um, where you can get, um, some lights, uh, and light up the infinity stones. And oh. then it's also, it's also, so then it's also, um, you can connect it to your Alexa or Google. And so you can tell it to like, you can sell it and have it light up. So, so uh, I've added that to my my Christmas list this year, and I'm I'm hopeful that that'll be one of the, the Lego sets. I'm the same. Year. I put a Lego set on my Christmas list every year. I, I didn't get it for Christmas, but I have. Well, I'll pull it after the podcast and show you. I've got a um, Apollo uh, Saturn Five oh. rocket that I found at a bargain store for forty bucks. Nice. I haven't built it yet, um, but I have a I have a gigantic. Um, if you ever zoom with me on when I'm at work, I have a uh, full size that. $250 Batmobile at work. Oh, nice. um, that's that one's probably not the same one as you though. I have that's the um that's the uh reboot. That's the episode seven. Gotcha. No, no mine mine is older. Ep- yeah, episode yeah. seven. Actually, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But um just to give Keith some love, he put OG Power Rangers Megazord. That's a that's quite that's a, a flex. fucking flex right there. I was about to say uh, making elite tier gift. Elite. Flaunted, jeez, you had a great childhood. We get it. Yeah, <laughs> the damn. Okay, cool. Your parents loved you. <laughs> um, last but not least, yours is pretty fucking awesome too, Phil. I talked yeah. about it. the 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 story behind it's pretty cool. So I um, my dad was kind of an asshole. Um, like just uh, you just kind of never knew what, what you were gonna get with him. Like what like what mood he was gonna be in or whatever. And so you kind of were just always a little bit tiptoeing around. And he was pretty particular about a lot of things. So. Uh, it was Christmas morning. We had opened up all of our gifts. Um, I was feeling pretty good about my my haul, you know, feeling like I had a pretty decent Christmas. And my dad goes out to get the paper. And uh, I think it was like the day before his trash or something. Anyways, he goes out to get the paper. And when he walks down, he comes in and he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh, okay, it's Christmas. And he he's like, what did I tell you about leaving the damn trash cans out in the middle of the driveway again? And I was like, 
I swear I put them things up. He's like, they're out there in the middle of the fucking driveway. Go pick them up. I'm like, oh, okay, shit. I walk outside. He had hand built me a go kart. He he had wow. been going. I didn't know for, for for a couple months. He had been going to his office late at night. And he like sometimes I had to go to a babysitter. And he'd be like, I'm going. To, I had to go to my office. I'm like, let me just go with you. And he's like, no, you can't come. Whatever. He had been secretly building a go kart. He like hand bolted the frame and um, you know put the engine and built built all the components for it. Um, and so that was it was pretty dope. It he like took the governor off. It was like a little uh, yeah I don't know seven eight ten horse it was it wasn't a it wasn't going super i mean for me it felt like i was going like light speed but i we had a we lived in the middle of nowhere so we had like two acres i would just run it through my yard and um anytime we had uh my birthday parties or people came over we'd ride that thing around that's pretty dope that's awesome that's that's last gift. <laughs> yeah we did not have that in growing up in germany but uh so no that's super cool great story too um, so reminder, we'll be adding uh, this question as a, as something that you can respond to uh, on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener. Um, and the question again is, what is the coolest toy you've ever received as a child? Um, it, or it can be an as adult, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just think about something that's really nostalgic for you um, and, and let us know what that is because we'd love to hear it. We'd and keep up, the, keep up the mailbag submissions. We had a, a little bit of a downer last week. I think we guilted y'all into... Uh into submitting some some questions this week um keep them coming boys we um you know we we really enjoyed doing this this is probably one of our favorite parts we get to kind of talk about non-fantasy things um and really get to hear kind of what where the boys heads are at so well that 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 fortunately concludes our uh unfortunately fortunately concludes our our show this week um fortunately that means i get to go watch uh, the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer or No Way Home trailer. Excuse me. Are we gonna um, stay on after this and watch that? Yeah, let's let's yeah. definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Kara though so that she can watch too because um, she'll want to. Um, go ahead, Mo. Oh no, I was just saying. Bet I'm looking forward to that yes. as well. But yes, so just want to say I've, thanks I've, for having me this week though. Especially my, my, my phone has been blowing up with like people like, have you seen the trailer? I know, yet? And I, like, I've got I've got a bunch of texts with people like, sending me like, the trailer and shit. I was like I was like, please stop. <laughs> No, Mo, Mo, we appreciate you being here. Um, yeah. You know, when you, you hopped on the today, and obviously we weren't recording yet, but one of the first things that Mo said to us was um, that this is when it becoming the highway, highlights of his week, listening to it at work. And um, and we that's not the first person we've heard that from. We've heard it from most guests. We hear it in the chat all the time. Um, and I think for us, it's a highlight of the week, you know, um, recording it and then getting to listen to it back. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit last week I was listening to it and Kiefer's audio was really low. And so I was like I was being really critical of it, but I still think the content's fun. We're having a good time with it. Um, it's evolving every week and we it's have some, all of uh, you to thank for it. So gives us some good quality time with each other too. I don't get a lot of FaceTime. I wasn't getting a lot of FaceTime with a with a lot of people. And so being able to see Philly, being able to see Keith, being able to see our guests on a weekly ba- or bi-weekly basis now, it, it's good to be able to get some, like I said, FaceTime. It's one thing talking to the chat. Or sending memes back and forth, but it's another one when you get to actually, you know, speak to each other's voices. All well, and stuff. I mean, this is my uh, more or less my first time meeting Mo. I met Joe for the first time on the pod, and for other folks that don't know each other, you know, you, you again, you talk talk in the chat and stuff, but hearing people on the pod putting a voice with with the name, uh, maybe if you're watching the YouTube, a face with the name, I think really helps holy kind of get together especially since we're spread out Absolutely. throughout the country so speaking of we can't do this without you boys yeah speaking of face-to-face interactions shameless plug we are trying to plan a 
in-person draft this year for late August. So keep your calendars clear if you can. Um, we're going to try to make it a, uh, I don't know, family friendly, but it's definitely going to be significant others, families invited. Um, and we're going to try to make something happen so that we can have everyone together and uh, you do some do some really fun stuff together. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get everyone together and have a, an in-person draft as we kind of continue to, to grow and expand this league. Um, but yeah, like I said, another great show. Mo, thanks for being really here. Thanks show. for providing the awesome content. Uh, you're funny as hell. And I think that shows in all the stuff that we've done. So um, yeah, yeah, great, great. Thanks. Let's have a great week. Um, I'm gonna hit my tagline. Mo, one you, you have one more. You have ten seconds to get out whatever you need to say, and then we're gonna end this bad boy. Sorry to keep it. Uh, I know we're trying to keep this PG, but uh, considering my success this point, uh, fuck all y'all. I'm trying to uh, not end up this Waffle House. And uh, once again, thanks for thanks again for this great week. Absolutely, that's why we mark everything as explicit. Um, so with that, folks, keep your keep your expectations low and your standards lower, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>